Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all my. Oh, yeah. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. And welcome in to Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. Joe's going to be with you about an hour from now. You're with me uh, today and tomorrow, leading you into Thanksgiving. Hope everyone's having a good Monday. I don't, I really hope you're having a good Monday. If you are having a good Monday today, you're my kind of person. If you're having a good Monday today, your name is probably Joe Beamer. He's always in a good mood. Or um, you're my kind of person who likes to, you let things brush off of you. You're not overly paying attention to what's wrong. You're not paying attention too much to what everyone's getting fired up about in the world. You're kind of paying attention to yourself, to those around you. You're going, you're plowing through. I feel that's if you have a good attitude this morning, I I feel like you have the right mindset going in. If you have a good attitude this morning, you might want to tune me out for the next (laughs) little bit because I'm trying. I am trying to have a good attitude this morning. I'm sitting here in my winter coat and hat inside it's cold outside it was breezy all last night didn't get a good night's sleep you got the wind knocking around uh so you got that you know waking up on a cold morning listen this is uh, by the way everything i'm gonna list here now this is what i'm fighting through to keep this positive attitude you got the wind keeping you up last night it's cold out there it's cold in here this morning uh you, you got i mean come on let's face it's the monday of a holiday week you probably have the last two days of this week off. It's a three-day week. Some people, it's a two-day week. Some, nobody wants to be going into work a Monday of a holiday. Nobody wants to be going into work today. You're, you're fighting through that. If you're paying attention to the bills, you're fighting through that. I mean, that was terrible. <laughs> that was bad. The bills looked like a joke <laughs> yesterday. I mean, they look like uh, the bills... Back when you would say that about a team that gets beat 41-15, right? And they look like the Bills from 10 years ago. You don't want that. So, I mean, you're fighting through that, okay? 
And then on top of all that, so you got all oh, that. I don't want to be at work. It's cold outside. It's supposed to be an easy week. I got to pretend to do something for the next eight hours. And yeah, the bills lost. They look like they stink right now. Fighting through all that. And then you hear uh, the county executive yesterday here on WBEN say, well, you know what? Uh, mask mandates, that might return within a couple of days. Just one after the other, after the other, after the other. So if you're in a good mood this Monday, I love you. I just want you to know that. If you're in a good mood this Monday, I love you. I want to hear from you. 803-0930. What keeps you in a good mood on a day like this? You got all that stuff going against you. I want you to share your mindset with everybody out there. What keeps you uh, you know, positive? What keeps that smile on your face looking on the bright side of life? 803-0930. And someone else, you know, ha, ha, ha. You can weigh in on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Uh, somebody chimed in, New England is in first place. That's what keeps him in a good mood. Yeah, it's nice to be you. I wish I knew how to block you from this text board. I don't. Um, I'll have to go ask our resident blocker in the newsroom. How do you uh, get rid of people on here? I, no. Um, we'll go through some of the items in the news uh, first before we get down to what happened yesterday here on WBEN. Uh, I want to focus in on what is going on youth football. Did you see this? We talked about it very early this morning. Now, uh, about a week or two ago, Joe and I were in here talking about a team, a high school football team that, you know, whooped on somebody like 120 to nothing or something, the final score. I thought it was kind of ridiculous, kind of classless. This is uh, something different. This is the exact opposite of this. This is in youth football. Seven- and eight-year-old football in the Dallas area. They have a perfect record, this team. Seven- and eight-year-olds. They were kicked out of the playoffs for being too good. The Flower Mound Rebels, too good, outscoring their opponents 199-6 to in the first seven games of the season. And everyone's uh, got together who's in charge of this league, and they said, you know what? They dominated the league. They're too good. You're not allowed in the playoffs. You know, I, a little harsh. So everyone's saying, oh, this is not fair to the team. They can't go in the playoffs. Again. I, I don't know. I'm looking at this and saying, if I'm a kid on this team, I might be wearing this as a badge of honor right now. This could be the coolest thing ever. Imagine this story. When you're older. You know, hey, when I played Little League football, we were good. No, no, no. You don't understand. No, we didn't win the championship. We were so good. They wouldn't even let us compete for a championship because we beat everyone so bad. They said it wouldn't be fair if we were in the playoffs. How many people have that story and can say they were telling the truth? Nobody. I think that's a cool story to have when you're older. And, I mean, let's be honest. You you play the playoffs, they're going to win. I mean, you know what's going to happen. Now you're taking games away from the kids. I can see that. That you know stinks. That's not a great uh, thing to ha- happen. Taking the games away. But I think the story is way better than any championship. I want a you know a little league baseball championship. Who cares? I mean, so did like half the planet. <laughs> you know, everyone wins something. This is a cool story that you're never going to have uh, happen again. So you know the the kids there. There is maybe a bright side to that being kicked out because you're too good. Too good for your league. And then we bring it over here to our, well, Western New York region when it comes to high school football playoffs and the controversy. 
Bennett and McQuaid, they were supposed to play a high school football playoff game, but because of COVID cases on McQuaid's team, that game will not go forward. A whole controversy ensued. The COVID outbreak on the McQuaid team, McQuaid is out of Rochester. Uh, They were to play a game on Saturday. The game is postponed. Ten players on McQuaid reported, and a coach, by the way, reported to have tested positive for COVID. But, you know, the close contacts and all of that that they're doing nowadays, uh, basically the entire team would not have, by the rules, been able to play in this game. So the game is postponed. The superintendent of Buffalo School says, no, it should have been forfeited, and we should have been given the victory because you had COVID cases. But the game's postponed. It might be played tomorrow morning. There's going to be a court ruling, you know, this full ordeal all about this over Bennett High School here in Buffalo and McQuaid over in Rochester. Now, I I mean, at its core, I I think a postponement, most people would agree, would be the right way to go about this, right? You don't want a team coming in, I mean, what, 10 players? That's a good percentage of your team is sick. Your team isn't allowed to play. Give some time, right, to be able to come in here and play the game with your team. As much time as feasible to allow the the rest of the playoff to go on as scheduled. I mean, postponement, I think, is the right way to go about it, right? You have the opportunity to play the game. Now, there might come a time where you don't have the opportunity anymore to play the game because this game rolls into next week, rolls into another week. And, you know, then all of a sudden you're bumping other games that should be happening. And then, you know, unfortunately you might have to do the forfeit or something like that. But you don't immediately go to forfeiting the game. That's what Kreiner Cash wanted, the Buffalo school superintendent. Now he said in a statement, this is, quote, Fast unfolding as a racial injustice and inequity issue. Now, look, there's no denying what the two schools are. Bennett, City of Buffalo School. McQuaid, uh, I mean, you would describe that, right, as a rich private school. I mean, an elite private school in the Rochester area. So, I mean, no one's doubting this. But when Kreiner Cash, Buffalo School Superintendent, comes out and says, oh, this is a racial injustice and an inequity issue. Excuse me if I'm raising my eyebrow just a little bit. Because by now it's the playbook for Kreiner Cash. to Whenever something happens that he doesn't like, what is it? It's a race problem. We saw this before when he was questioned about living in Maryland and not Buffalo throughout much of the last year and a half. Oh, a race problem. He brings it out. He, he calls uh, reporters racist for asking questions about how the district is operating and, and getting kids in school. It's a race problem. So that's the first thing you go to. Football game is postponed instead of outright forfeited. Race. You know, pull it out right now. So, you know, immediately, okay, a little skeptical about that. And then it's also an inequity issue. Now, again, we're, if you're going to McQuaid High School, In Rochester, chances are, I mean, you're doing pretty well, or at least your family is. Private school, they cost a lot of money to get in there. I don't know what exactly their, right, uh, academic scholarships or, uh, you know, football scholarship situation is. But generally speaking, you have a lot of money if you want to go to McQuaid. However, when you're pitting school against school and you're, (laughs) you're looking at this, 
in terms of money coming in. I, I want to remind people of a couple months ago when Superintendent Cash was standing in front of reporters and everybody with a huge celebratory press conference about how Buffalo schools got over $800 million from the state. Plus, there's an additional $289 million in federal pandemic aid. That's a, a billion dollars for Buffalo schools. He, Kreiner Cash himself was paid over $300,000, set to make over $310,000 in the upcoming school year. So hang on. If we're talking inequity, I don't know if money is exactly the thing you want to point to in saying that they have the upper hand in being able to take something to court that Buffalo Schools doesn't have the money to do. A billion dollars for Buffalo Schools. So I don't know if I'm going to buy the inequity. The one thing I will uh, buy that somebody pointed out is when it comes to this, uh, Bennett had to forfeit a playoff game last year because of COVID cases. Somebody's chiming in on our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board with that. Now, I, I can see where you'd say, listen, we had COVID last year. We had to forfeit. And shouldn't the same be given to us? Perhaps. I would also say that hopefully this year is a little bit different than last year and we're trying to get to a more normal year where those types of things don't really happen. So that would be the one good point I could say, listen, we were forced to last year. Why aren't other teams? Well, I'm, the answer to that would be, I would think this isn't last year. We're trying to move forward just a little bit. I asked you for reasons to be happy. Why are you in a good mood? Norm, you're on WBEN. Give give everyone the reason why you're in a good mood on this Monday morning. I'll tell you why I'm in a good mood. I, I'm on my way home from work right now, and it works. I found out I have to work two shifts on Thanksgiving, which I didn't know. Uh, the bills, of course, unbelievable. Um, and when I heard you talking about it, you made me laugh so I realized I'm not alone. Uh, you know, life's too short. Let's laugh despite all the things that are going wrong in this world, really. Uh, hey, it's enough to drive you crazy. I, I hear you. And so the only thing you can do sometimes is laugh. The only thing you can do is approach life with a positive attitude at times. Norm, thank you for the call. Thanks for that uh, uplifting message. Let's go to Ray. Ray is in Amherst. Ray, why are you feeling good this morning? Well, you mentioned four different items at the top of the show, and I thought for each one, there's a different way to look at it. May I go through those four? Ways? Yeah, let's go. You said it's a shame that we might have to start wearing masks again due to the Erie County government's decision. The good news is most people voted for a Democratic overreaching government, and you're getting what you wanted. So it's good news, right? That's one way to look at it. Keep going, Ray. Well, yeah, for some reason, voters chose a government that gets too involved in their lives. Secondly, you said um, it's a short week. It's a shame you've got to be at work on a Monday. Gosh, a lot of folks don't have jobs these days. It's kind of a good thing you're going to work anywhere. You said it's cold and you, it's awful cold out there right now. Well, you're free to roam the country. We've chosen to stay in Buffalo. And you like the four seasons, so here you go. And then you say the Bills lost, and it's a sad thing. Well, after all, Buffalo is lucky to have a team still. I mean, how many markets this small have football? So be happy you've got a team, and the fact that they lost, you should be used to that by now. Ray, I like it, putting a positive spin on things. Enjoy the call this morning. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. A little positivity. We'll inject the positivity in there. 
It's a lot of reasons to be down this Monday. I like calls like that. You know, let's bring you right back up. And if you are positive on this Monday, I think you are, in general, a positive person because of the things I just mentioned. One of those things was perhaps the return of COVID restrictions. Every County Executive Mark Polencars was on with Joe Beamer yesterday on Hardline. This is what he had to say. Again, all options are on the table. Uh, we are not going to go back to restrictions that shut down businesses and things like that. That is not going to happen. But we're looking at other options, including going back to a full mask mandate for all public locations and, and, and other options that might be on the table. But I, I say this. I'm not looking and we're not interested in shutting down businesses. We're not interested in capacity requirements. But if we have to go back to a full mask mandate for all public locations, uh, that is something we're, we're, we're considering. And, and we'll pretty much have a decision in all likelihood in the next uh, couple of days. You know, this was the number one thing when I saw this and uh, heard this from WBEN. That is the one that and somebody chimed in on our text board with this saying, listen, I'm normally a glass is half full kind of person. Right now, I'm so tired of COVID and restrictions and when are we going to look at this seasonally the way it should? That's from our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board this morning. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you on that because I hear this and it's hard to not just get depressed. Right? It's hard to not just say, what? I mean, what are we doing? You know, what? Again, you know, going through this yet again. And it's hard to not wonder where where are we going in the future? I mean, you look at last year and what was happening in November. We were seeing cases of COVID start to rise, right? In uh, not just here in Western New York, but in areas of the Northeast and, and a whole lot of areas all around the country. I have a map up actually, November nineteenth, twenty twenty. Looks like you know Colorado, a good part of. Uh, what I would call the West, good part of uh, out way west on the West Coast in California, down on the western half of Texas, by the border, and the northern border, all along the northern border, up in the northeast, basically everywhere except for the south, was experiencing a hike in COVID cases. And then I have a, the same map up here, November 19, 2021. It, it looks exactly the same. <laughs> Daily cases per 100,000. You know, it looks the same here. So now, you know, November to February last year, we saw the biggest spike nationwide in COVID. Now we're looking at November of this year. And even though the majority of Americans are fully vaccinated, cases are on the rise once again. And what are we hearing as a uh, explanation for this? We're not hearing, you know, what I brought up last week. Remember, uh, the governor of Florida was called an angel of death when cases were high in Florida. It's the governor's fault when states over the summer were getting COVID. But now you're hearing more and more people get on the idea that it's seasonal, right? When, when highly vaccinated states are getting COVID, maybe it's seasonal. And we're now, how many vaccines are available throughout the world? We have three of them here. There's two pills in development. If you choose not to get vaccinated, you want to treat yourself after. And we have all of this going for us and we might be told soon we have to wear a mask while we walk to a table at a restaurant and that's where I start to be a little defeated 
Because if we have all this and we're seeing cases rise, just like they did at this time last year, I would assume the cases would rise if we're still testing for COVID this time in 2022. And then what are we going to be talking about? Wearing a mask while I walk from the door to the table in a restaurant everywhere? That's what has me a little down today as part of the discussion. You're, you guys are the ones who are supposed to bring me back up. Tim, why are you in a good mood today? Tim, you're on WBEN. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, uh, 70 years old. Uh, I've been hunting for 55 years, and I got the best deer of my hunting career Saturday. How Define best. Uh, it was a 10-pointer, uh, probably about 135 as they rank uh, bucks. And uh, so I'm pretty happy about that. That's nice. How long does that good feeling after something like that last? Yeah, you know, talk, you know, still hunting with my buddies because I've got a couple doe permits. And uh, for the season, at least. Yeah, I would think so. Like, Mid, uh, mid-December, by the time everything's over. Hey, Tim, thanks for focusing on the positive. And I don't need to say good luck going forward because you already had your good luck this season. That's, that's so, right. Hey, so, you have a good day, too. Hey, have a good day, Tim. Thank you. That's what we need this morning. More people like Tim. Why are you in a good mood on this Monday? Let me know. 803-0930, and I'll try and bring you down as you try and cheer me up. How about that? We'll go through it when we get back. Beamaz and Beamer on WBEN. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Right, PMS and Beamer here on WBEN. You'll hear from Joe just about an hour from right now with me today trying to bring you down on this Monday morning. No, I'm not, not trying to bring you down. I'm just, I'm a little down. I think there's, you know, a lot of things that are just, uh, you wake up today and, and I don't know about you, but I just had this, uh, feeling on a Monday morning. And I'm looking for you to help bring me up. Let's go to Rob in Lockport. Rob, you're on WBEN. Thanks for being with me. Oh, what's keeping you in a good mood this Monday? Well, Brian, I, I, I have financially, I'm pretty well off, and so I'm retired. I probably will, I'm, you know, for January next year, I think I'm going to shop for a, uh, you know, part-time job just to, to keep, get out of the house. But I just started uh, two weeks, I was call, talking to your screener, he, he walks. I just started walking on the canal bike path because I'm 10 minutes away from it in Lockport. And yesterday I stopped at a shoe store and I got shoes that were more comfortable to do it. And I was out there for 20 minutes today. And it's, it's, it really, you know, even 15, 20 minutes of brisk walking just, just makes a lot of difference. Yeah. In, in the fresh air too, Rob? Brisk air. <laughs> yes, that's right. Hey, appreciate the call. Thanks for giving that. You know, it's, it's true what they say. Runner's high. It could be walkers high. I mean, it's the same thing. You get out there in the fresh air, you move around a little bit, you will feel a little bit better. I'm looking forward to it. As soon as I get out of here, that's why I got to move around a little bit. I got to get some fresh air in me. I got to get rid of this feeling that comes from, I mean, a lot of it is, you know, it's the other things I mentioned. It's that week going into work on a cold Monday. 
the Bills losing. But a lot of it is basically uh, off of what we heard here on WBEN yesterday. The county executive hinting that well, more mandates are coming closer. And all options are on the table. Uh, we are not going to go back to restrictions that shut down businesses and things like that. That is not going to happen. But we're looking at other options, including going back to a full mask mandate for all public locations and, and, and other options that might be on the table. But I, I say this, I'm not looking and we're not interested in shutting down businesses. We're not interested in capacity requirements. But if we have to go back to a full mask mandate for all public locations, uh, that is something we're, we're, we're considering. And, and we'll pretty much have a decision in all likelihood in the next uh, couple of days. So you have that. And, you know, that's what I heard. And just immediately, like, ugh. I mean, it makes you sick to your stomach almost to hear that going back to any sort of restriction around here. And, you know, part of that for me is that if we're doing this now with the vaccines available, if we're doing this now with uh, more treatment available, with knowing more about the virus, with knowing more about uh, its potential seasonality, if we're going back to it now, I mean, is this going to be November through February of every year for the rest of your life? Because it would seem that way. I mean, it's amazing. Everything that's been, you know, labeled conspiracy theory, and then you're on your way to talking. We got Fauci talking about, well, you know, maybe it's three shots to be fully vaccinated. I don't know. Right now it's not changing, but who knows? All the talk like that, I can see it gets you in, gets you riled up, doesn't get you in a great mood heading into the week. And I'm not alone. I thought it was interesting. I asked just about everybody who came on with us this morning about this, including. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Jonathan Carl. Jonathan Carl, who, uh, you know, for uh, former White House correspondent, now the chief Washington correspondent over at ABC News, he wrote a new book about President Trump. And I asked him about, it. you know, Jonathan Carl, not exactly your uh, uh, COVID skeptic or anything, right? I mean, you know, pretty straightforward uh, mainstream journalist. I asked him about the ongoing talk of some sort of restriction, how he would expect the White House to respond to this, where the public wants to get past it, are we going to every November be pointing at something new, right? I mean, we were pointing at Ron DeSantis a few months ago. Now we're pointing at, I don't know, seasonality, something else. We're pointing at, you know, the few people who remain unvaccinated. We're pointing at people who don't get their booster, I mean, you can't keep pointing the finger at someone different depending on what your political leaning is. You can only keep that up for so long. It's Jonathan Carl, how he's looking at moving forward. I mean, what, what you're suggesting is a little bit of humility, uh, is, is understanding that this is a virus that, first of all, doesn't give a damn about politics and uh, what what party your, your governor or your mayor belongs to. Um, and, and it's a virus that is not going to disappear. It's going to be with us for a long, long time. And you're exactly right. We've gotten to a point where there's a vaccine that is widely available that will protect you from becoming infected. And if you do get infected, we'll ensure that you do not get as sick. And we have the incredible advances, very promising advances on in therapeutics. There's no reason for the kind of shutdown that we saw at the beginning of this. There's no reason uh, to keep kids home from school. Uh, so, you, you, but, but it's, you know, it's, it's a matter of, of, of getting, you know, uh, 
changing our approach to this and realizing it is here to stay, here to stay, and there's ways to uh, to deal with it that fall short of what had to be done when this thing was first spreading around the world. Jonathan Carl speaking with us earlier this morning. Then I talked to Steve Roberts. You wouldn't exactly call Steve Roberts a right-leaning analyst. No. Uh, we asked him this morning, what are you looking at when it comes to the president's response to this? I, what does it need to be? Are we any closer to getting past it or maybe acknowledging that not everything with COVID is political, that there are some things that might be out of our control? When you get beyond masks, no masks, exactly what, I mean, guys, you're crazy. The county I live in, we went in, in, in suburban Washington for about three or four weeks. They lifted the mask mandate because our numbers went down. Then their numbers went back up, and then the mandate gets put back in. It's driving people crazy, and people are thoroughly and completely sick of it. Even people like me who have gotten vaccinated, believe in vaccine mandates. I get tested every two weeks at the university. I am all for the fact that the university I teach in is a 100% zero-tolerant environment where uh, vaccines are mandated. But the necessity of having to wear a a mask indoors, having to wear a mask to my college classroom, having to wear a mask to the grocery store, I think this is driving people crazy. And I think that this is the single biggest reason for Joe Biden's declining poll numbers, that Americans just want life back that Biden said he would come in and fix this problem, and he hasn't. Now, it's, it's, it's almost certainly true that it's not his fault. He did not create the Delta variants. He did not create vaccine denialism. But he's the president. Steve Roberts. When he said, you know, I think it's driving people crazy, I think I, in the studio, r- raised my hand. Yes. So this driving me insane. It is. Every day I'm thinking about this when you're talking about this. And I know I'm not alone because I just heard it from two people who are are kind of living it. And, and, you know, two people who I think throughout the entirety of the last year and a half were of the mindset of, you know, listen, we're just doing this. We're just doing this. You know, people just need to uh, do this. You know, put this mask on. Just get this shot. Just do this and this and this and this. And I think we're finally reaching that point where it's like, okay, You know, we've done all these things. We're in a state where the majority of people are vaccinated. We're still seeing these same numbers. Now, we're not seeing the same numbers in hospitalizations. That's because of the vaccine. We're not seeing the same numbers that we did last Thanksgiving time in terms of some of these other things. Uh, Severe illness, uh, death, which is progress. But as long as we track the cases, I I think you could expect every November... For the cases to rise as people move inside. And because of that, because we're now in a second year of dealing with this, because there is a growing uh, acceptance, I would say, of the seasonality of COVID, because we have three different vaccines available for people here in the U.S., for just about everybody, We also have two different pill treatments for people who don't want to get vaccinated, who get COVID, that could keep them out of the hospital that may be approved very soon. Does that change what we saw last year when a lot of whether it's the mask mandate, whether it's something else, the closing of businesses, any of these rulings, does that change what happened last year, which was 
courts generally said we're siding with the CDC. It is a health emergency. So it's reasonable that the government would shut down X, Y, or Z or put a mask mandate in here or say that you can't return to school. Is the thinking different now that we have treatments and that you have an entire extra year to show that this could be with us for a long time on a seasonable basis? We asked that of Dennis Vaco, the former attorney general, former U.S. attorney representing Western New York. Here's what he had to say. A year ago, we didn't have we didn't have the science uh, that we have today. And, and you know, the the. the uh, from the CDC on down, everybody's been talking about the science of, of controlling the pandemic. Um, so the points that you are raising, in my view, in new litigation, go to challenging the science. Um, so maybe the litig- maybe litigation on a go-forward basis is going to have to change a little bit from the, the power of the executive branch to impose these restrictions to actually challenging the underlying science and, and those factors that you just raised that in, indeed I think will make future litigation different because there is now a, a, a body of science. I'm not saying I'm not taking a position as to what it says and what it you know dictates, but I think that sooner rather than later, the courts are going to have to get beyond the, the, the simple fact. And it's not so simple, but the, you know, the, the, the rather easy fact to get to, which is that in times of a pandemic that the executive authority is, is broad, I think it's only broad because of the under, underpinnings of the problem that the government's trying to solve. And if, if litigation can establish facts that show that the underpinnings for these mandates are not, are, are not there or not compelling, then I think uh, you might have a different outcome. So maybe it is a little bit different in the eyes of uh, the people hearing this this time around. And you know, I'm getting a text in from our Volkswagen of Orchard Park text board. Somebody saying, listen, I'm probably going to be working from home until at least April. I've been working from home since March 16th of 2020. I'm tired of it. That'll be two years of working from home for a lot of people. And <laughs> I, think so. I think people are tired of it. You know what else I think people are tired of? Talk a little bit about this tomorrow, but what's your Thanksgiving uh, conversation going to be like around the table? No offense to the county executive. I don't want another Thanksgiving where his name is brought up around the table. I don't care if you're the county executive, you're the president, you're anywhere in between. If I'm at a Thanksgiving dinner or a family gathering... And a politician is brought up again and again and again. I'm sick of it. So I'll be headed to New Orleans this Thanksgiving. There will probably be no mention of uh, politicians <laughs> in uh, Section 624 <laughs> of the Superdome on Thursday. Just going to guess. Just going to guess. But there you go. I mean, there's, there's your topic of conversation once again uh, on, uh, on Thanksgiving this year. You probably won't be talking about Cuomo. Some of the names have changed. The idea is the same. Are we going to go through that again? So, I mean, how, how are you cheering yourself up this morning? Uh, we'll go to Chris in Fort Erie. Chris, thanks for hanging on hold with us. You're on WBEM. What's going on? Hey, Brian. 
Um, I, it's funny, since I've been on the hold, I was really pumped up about my three things that went well. But every time you mentioned Mark, I'd like to stick a pole up his butt cars. It depresses me, and I live across the border. <laughs> anyway, anyways, um, the guy that brought up the deer hunt, the guy that shot the deer, I'm so happy for him. Our controlled deer hunt is a couple weeks earlier. I had a deer come under my stand. I haven't shot one in 30 years. My gun misfired three times. The deer walked away. I found out later in the week a lady that had traveled, a young lady that had traveled 300 miles to hunt her grandfather's property next door, shot, shot the deer a couple of weeks or a couple of days later. So I was like happy that I didn't shoot the deer because she got a chance to shoot her first deer ever, which I thought was fantastic. I saw the picture of her with her, and her she was glowing from ear to ear. Also, 47, 47 years I've been a Bengals fan. And they won yesterday to pull even with the Bills um, at six and four. Don't give up on the Bills. Also, I changed my pick yesterday morning in a pool, a suicide pool that had 450 people in it. There's only 80 left, but 30 people took Tennessee. I changed my pick to Cleveland, and now there's only 50 of us left in the pool. So three things that were I feel good about on this Monday morning. There you go. Chris, appreciate the positivity on a Monday morning. And you know what else I appreciate there, Chris? That you're taking pos- uh, you're taking a little positivity and some uh, good vibes off of somebody else's positivity. That's always good. You can be happy in somebody else's joy with that dear story. So enjoy the call, Chris. Thanks so much. Um, yeah, looking for that. Looking for a little positivity on a Monday morning. Uh, I, I was bringing the negativity only because I knew that Joe Beamer was following me up here, right, with uh, like four hours of positivity. <laughs> Just trying to balance it out a little bit, bring it down. I'll be the Grinch to Joe's Cindy Lou Who. Is that not a good analogy? <laughs> um, I don't know if he appreciated that, but, you know, you, you get what I'm saying here. You get what I'm saying just a little bit. But that's, I, you know, it's going to be the conversation once again. Right? And Thanksgiving, it's what we're talking about this time of year. Is it going to be what we're talking about this time of year every year? Or will there come a point where we're kind of like, yeah, listen, I mean, everyone talks about endemic, right? That word gets thrown around so much. We talk about, oh, COVID will be with us for forever. But nobody seems to know when you're allowed to accept that. Nobody seems to know when the line, it's like the herd immunity, right? 60%, 50%, 60%, 99%, you know, whatever. It's just switching the numbers wildly whenever you feel like it. I think this endemic conversation is kind of the same thing. Nobody really is has an understanding of when we will accept endemic. And listen, I know what the easy answer to that is. It's certainly, it's not going to be now when hospitals are getting full with COVID patients. And you know, that, that absolutely true. I mean, there's more people with COVID in the hospital now, and that's not good. I just want to know when we're going to accept that endemic. And when we're going to kind of come to the realization that you are probably going to get COVID at some point. And it doesn't have to be bad. You can get vaccinated. 
You could have had COVID before. You can have one of the treatments that are out there. It doesn't have to be that bad outcome that we're seeing. I, I don't know when we get to that point. That's just, you know, that's how I'm feeling this morning. Like I said, though, Joe's here to uh, warm you up a little bit more than I did. It's coming in next. Thanks for listening. I'll be back here tomorrow. Uh, maybe we'll talk about your Thanksgiving conversations. What are you talking about at the Thanksgiving table? You talking about the Kyle Rittenhouse verdict? I'll jump out a window when that comes up. It's personally speaking. <laughs> you can tell me what's on your uh, Thanksgiving menu coming up tomorrow. I'll be back here with you. BMAS and Beamer on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.